0: This is the Casper and Chris Podcast.
1: From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI.
2: Currently 74 degrees in downtown Boise as we get underway for a Friday morning. We also get underway with the stock futures down 134 points on the Dow. Could be a kind of a crazy day on Wall Street. We'll talk with uh, Jeremiah Bates coming up here in a little over an hour, but they've got uh, kind of a what they call triple witching day where options uh, expire and uh, makes it for very volatile trading on wall street when this happens uh, a few times every year so we'll talk with jeremiah Bates, see what we'll uh, expect on that as we continue to see stock market not doing well after doing really well in july august has not been the best of months so far this year so for those of you who have investments in your 401k your ira um uh, just don't look at it right now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just hold off for a Remember, while. Remember, <laughs> you're in for the long haul,
3: and apparently uh, it doesn't end for a long time yet. Yeah,
2: unfortunately. It is Open Phones Friday. It's a chance for you to talk about anything you want. It doesn't have to be on necessarily the subject that we are talking about that particular day like the rest of the week. So now, it's always about you. You can call in and participate in the show, but if you want to talk about something... Different, uh, you can do that. Maybe you've had something stuck in your craw all week and you've just been waiting. Well, Mm -hmm. then today it's all about you. Cough it up and then give us a call. You can uh, email us, Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com. You can also text us, same as our main number. Uh, A couple of things that uh, we're going to be talking about this morning. Uh, More information came out. There were two police interactions, one in Boise and one in Nampa this week. And I wanted to talk, we didn't get a chance to get to that yesterday. Um, but I would like to talk about it a little bit because in social media, um, the shooting that happened in Napa, and once again, it's a police shooting, um, a young man who apparently had some mental issues going on. And I, and I say that it's not conjecture because he had been at the hospital, uh, ahead of this happening trying to uh, seek mental help. And people on social media are, you know, once again blaming the police for having to shoot a guy who didn't have a gun he did have knives he had been trying to break into cars that were occupied so it wasn't even breaking into he was trying to steal cars that were running by breaking into people who were currently in their cars in in a parking lot so carjacking carjacking and the initial news that came out Said that the man lunged at the police officer with a knife, and he shot him. And once again, social media, people not being police, not people not being there and not seeing it, said, "Why? Oh why do police have to keep shooting these people that aren't armed with guns? Can't they just injure them? Can't they just put them down? You know, especially in this particular instance where you know the news is coming out that he may have had some mental problems going on at the time." Well, the the new information that has come out is that he didn't lunge at police officers. He lunged at a citizen with a knife with the intent that he was going to try and stab the citizen. Does that does that change at all now? Mm, not really. No, I, the, same the, here. The, the police
3: are supposed to stop that regardless of who he's at whom he is lunging.
2: It, it's not like they didn't give him a warning. Dropped a knife. Mm-hmm. It's not like lunging at a police officer or you know, a citizen isn't people, against the law.
3: People always seem to be uh, concerned with the fact that the police will draw and use a gun when the other person does not have a gun. But it's not supposed to be a fair fight. In fact, there's not supposed to be a there's fight at all. There's not supposed to all. be a fight, yeah. when, when, when the policeman pulls his gun, you're supposed to go, oh, a gun, I should stop doing what I'm doing and if you don't stop doing what you're doing they may use the gun but you know you're not supposed to like pull up to a thing and go okay they've got knives get out your knives boys yeah. we we can't use our gun here no they're supposed to win as it as it turns out
2: well and some people were were also claiming it's like why can't they just tase him well first of all we don't know how close the police officer yeah. was you have to be within a certain distance to be able to tase someone I think it's like why can't we 30 just, feet or something like that. Why can't
3: we just sort out this chaotic situation and do it like they do on television?
2: Well, and you, you, here's the thing. You have another perfect example of, and I don't know how many, how many of these people who are posting, why can't they just tase him? Why did they have to shoot and kill him? Um, you have a perfect example of a policeman in Boise who was just trying to serve a warrant on a man, and that man almost threw him off the third-floor balcony of an apartment after he had been tased multiple times. It didn't stop him. Wow. And the only reason that this police officer isn't in serious condition, because if you fall off a three-story building, you're either going to be really injured or you're going to die.
3: Yeah, no argument there.
2: Um, And I I say this because I have a brother who fell off a three-story grain bin. He lived, but he was very injured. And he was told on his first day on the job that if they pointed up and say, you see that? If you fall from that level or higher, you're going to be dead. So always strap yourself into your safety harness. He didn't have a safety harness on. Um, and we found, I found, we found out why later, why he wasn't locked in for safety purposes, uh, is because, um, in the work he was doing if he got hit as he did with a grain auger and it flipped him off the building would have cut him in half if he had been locked in Mm. so it was just a bad situation but uh, the point was sounds like a no-win situation really yeah um except that he did live luckily um so this police officer was trying to serve this warrant and this person had been tased multiple times and the only way he was able to stop him was using an illegal chokehold The same chokehold that the chief police chief was fired for because he accidentally broke the neck of one of his officers, uh, you remember, here last year. Um, But it's ended up he was able to stop the person from throwing him off that third-story balcony balcony just by doing that. So when you say, hey, why can't they do this? Why can't they do this? You know, part of the job is to go home at night to your family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's to enforce the law, yes, but it's also to go home to your family at night and make sure that nobody else gets hurt. Uh, anyway, I'd like to talk a little bit about that this morning, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, also, you might have noticed, in the heat yesterday, we had quite a bit of smoke in the uh, Treasure Valley. Might be coming in. Uh, new fire has started in uh, near Cascade. It has burnt 1,700 acres as of oh, wow. yesterday afternoon uh, near East Fork of Clear Creek. It's called the East Fire, burning in heavy timber. Um, none of it has been so far controlled, so it's it's a hundred percent still burning. Now th- th- there might be some good news coming up as this fire continues. First off, the temperatures you'll you'll notice today, as you heard in the in the uh, weather report, we're not going to hit triple digits today, which is good. Yeah, and then good start. Uh, By uh, next Monday, we should see highs probably dropping down into the 80s, and there's a good chance of some showers coming. Yes,
3: we get hurricane. We get hurricane
2: coming our way. Residue. (laughs) Speaking of hurricanes, the cleanup in uh, Hawaii also uh, continues, and there have been um, more lawsuits filed against the electric company because some people believe that the reason that there were fires is because the electric company didn't shut off the electricity when they knew that there was a hurricane, five hundred miles away.
3: True. Yeah. They, so, in in retrospect, should have done that, but they may not have known that at the time. Yeah, in retrospect, and because in, it was five hundred miles, miles away. away.
2: Yeah, even though there was wind. Um, are we going to get to the point where you know? Because California has the same thing, where now there are, because of lawsuits filed in California with the fires. Remember those? Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago that they do shut off the electricity now so that they can say hey look we don't want to be sued yeah (laughs) it's like so we're gonna just shut off and people are not happy that their electricity is (laughs) shut off when it's we uh, so hot
3: we guarantee it was lightning because we had nothing going on
2: (laughs) (laughs) is this where we're headed should the uh, electric companies shut off their electricity every time we have a a big windstorm 208 336 3700 pound 6780 Verizon Wireless uh, it's time for our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. Once again, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Um, great reason to go is, of course, their breakfast. But on Fridays, another great reason to go is because of the best clam chowder you're going to find anywhere. Get into Pork Belly and Cuna. They open up at 7 a.m. this morning.
3: The Boise State women's soccer team opened its season last night in Fargo, North Dakota. The Broncos played North Dakota State to a 1-1 draw. Junior forward Kenzie McMillan scored Boise State's only goal in the 50th minute when she had a shot on goal blocked, then kicked in her own rebound. It was McMillan's eighth career goal. North Dakota State tied the game in the 67th minute, then in the 82nd minute, Broncos goalie Genevieve Crenshaw made a sliding save to preserve the tie. Boise State has never lost to North Dakota State, with two wins and two draws in four games all time. The Broncos will remain in North Dakota for a few days and take on the University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks formerly the Fighting Sioux, uh, Sunday in Grand Forks. If you didn't know before Thursday, you know now in the NFL preseason, there is no overtime played. When a game is tied at the end of regulation, it's a tie. That's what happened last night. The Browns and Eagles tied at 18. Cleveland had two chances to win late in the game and may be looking for a new place kicker this morning. (laughs) Cade York attempted a late 47-yard field goal, and the ball sailed wide right of the goalposts, but the Eagles were penalized for an illegal formation on the play, so York got to try again from 42 yards, and again the ball went wide right. The Browns got the ball back with just 32 seconds to go in the game, but on the final play, receiver Mike Harley Jr. failed to run out of bounds and stop the clock to set up a last-chance pass. Instead, the clock just ran out and the game was over. During the game, Eagles wide receiver Tyree Cleveland and defensive lineman Moro Ojomo were each carted off the field with neck injuries and taken to the hospital. Both were reported after the game to be moving their arms and
2: legs with no problem. You know, it really sucks is a lot of people think preseason is like kissing your sister. <laughs> <laughs> tying a game in preseason. What is that's That's it's even worse. like
1: using two years. <laughs> yeah, that's sports.
0: The night of 10. It's Michael Knowles.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624.
2: He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. It is open phones Friday. 208-336-3700. Frankie writes in. Uh, hey, Mike. I heard that all middle schools in West Ada School District have eliminated both boys' and girls' locker rooms. So, no more locker rooms? I guess we know why. They don't want some smart-butt kid showing up one day claiming he's a girl just to get in and stare at half-dressed girls. For you progressives, how do you feel about this? I haven't heard if this is true or not. Is it true? If you have a kid in West Ada, I used to have kids in West Ada School District, but I no longer do. They're all graduated from high school and college. Has West Ada School District just eliminated boys and girls locker rooms? I hadn't heard that, anything about I had, it. That would seem weird to me, but hey, I'm not going to school there, so help me out. If you have a kid when, in uh, West Ada School District, have they done away with locker rooms?
3: When I was in junior high and and high school, when we had gym, uh, you know, we always had locker room, and of course there were showers, and they would send us to the locker room with exactly five minutes until the bell rang mm-hmm. and so we we had about enough time to you didn't you didn't have enough time no to shower. there's no way you, you barely had, have you had, time to change clothes, you had enough right? time to change clothes and uh, with any luck maybe you had deodorant uh but the showers were kind of De- worthless deodorant what's that uh well unlike most hollywood <laughs> starlets um i do purchase
2: it do you use it? You purchase it, but do you use it? I do, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, by the way, something that does kind of tie into this uh, happened in court yesterday. A federal appeals court yesterday afternoon upheld a decision blocking Idaho's first in the nation ban on biological males, transgender athletes, competing with girls in women's sports. Three-judge panel of the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals upheld a judge's preliminary injunction against the 2020 law, which would prohibit biological... Men, transgender women, and girls from playing on female sports teams sponsored by public schools, colleges, and universities in Idaho. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Some more information coming up this morning. If you want to weigh in, go ahead. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon one
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are our News Talk KBOI.
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, 632. It is open phones Friday. Uh, Brad in Eagle listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY.
4: Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I work for the West Data School District, and unless it's been enacted in the last 24 hours and I wasn't informed, uh, yeah, no, we still have boys and girls locker rooms at middle schools. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed a little. It seemed a little weird to me that, first of all, that they would just do away with locker room boys and girls locker rooms and just be uh, multi-use locker rooms. And second of all, if they had done it, that nobody had said anything about it until her her email asking if it was true or not. So it, it just seemed it seemed weird. It seemed that would be a big story because West Ada is the largest school district in the uh, state, right?
4: Yes, it is. All right. And, and we do our best to serve our children and educate them in the finest manner possible.
2: You know, we do have to charge you now for that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: wow. I, I, I love where I work, and I love, I love what I do. And, you know, I, I constantly try to recruit people because if you if here, here's my spiel okay if you want to lose weight and not have to pay a gym we'll give you a gym membership and and pay you for it it's called custodial <laughs> you will you will lose weight the wages are good you know and and it's it's good work good honest work
2: so that answers my question you work you work as a custodian for the uh, yes school district I, right. good I, am, for you. I am I
4: am a floating head custodian I, I go where I'm needed and uh, no days the same and I love it floating Hitting.
2: head that sounds cool <laughs> you know what I also love yeah. about this is uh, you love your job and that uh, yeah. I also like hearing that uh, you, you make very good pay at
4: well I, I I put in a lot of overtime <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I mean, a it, lot of overtime.
2: You know, I had I had seven kids, uh, you know, who are in school, and I totally yeah. get that because they are messy.
4: Yes, they are. Well, I've got to get to work. So you gentlemen have a great day, and I'm going to go turn on lights in the building. All right.
2: Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Thanks for the uh, call. Thanks for the info, too. All right. So hopefully that helps you out, Frankie. It doesn't sound like uh, middle schools in West Ada School District have eliminated boys and girls locker rooms so i don't know where you got the information it did, uh, but
3: it sounds like it's it did seem like it fake would be news weird to have them just change in front of their locker in the hall.
2: <laughs> well and like i said it, it, people would be outraged if this really I, I thought when i when i read that email you would have heard about this the second it happened because people would be screaming at the top of their lungs, right? We wouldn't, they wouldn't even have had to call into the radio station mm. and we would have heard them yelling. And, and
3: as we know, it doesn't have to be true for people to scream at the top of their lungs.
2: <laughs> 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Take a break. It is Open Phones Friday. Uh, don't forget also, today is Friday. Chance for you to get in on a sweet deal that we'll tell you about coming up here next.
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the kboi app or on kboi.com
1: now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi
2: 641 it is 73 degrees in downtown boise dow future is now down 196 point good news it's just the futures it's not like it's real money yet Um interesting uh, we won't panic for another hour yet. <laughs> <laughs> news uh, from Trump lawyers and Trump himself yesterday. We started hearing uh, rumors uh, of this yesterday morning. Somebody had uh, actually called in and said that they were hearing that Trump might not have a press conference on Monday night that would prove his innocence in uh, Georgia and uh, last night that became official.
5: The former president announced the cancellation of the Monday press conference on the same Truth Social platform where he promoted it. Donald Trump says his lawyers would rather he put what he calls irrefutable and overwhelming evidence of election fraud in their court filings. Sources say Trump's attorneys worried that airing it publicly would further put their client in legal jeopardy in the Georgia case. Trump and his 18 co-defendants have a week to turn themselves in at the Fulton County Jail.
2: That's true. It's down to a week now. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like we're going to have to wait until the actual trial happens before we're going to see the unequivocal proof that there was election fraud going on when they either do or do not introduce it during the Which trial. Too bad. I wanted to know what he had. I did, too. Um, also, uh, there is uh, other trial news. I mean, he does have four trials in, what, 60, 70, 80 different charges against him. Um, I believe it's 91. But yeah. Is its is it 91 total? Right. Um, his uh, lawyers went to court yesterday to uh, try and uh, change the trial date.
5: the former president lawyers for the former president say the amount of material provided by the special counsel in the january 6th case is so voluminous that it would take years to go through all 11 and a half million pages they propose a trial date of april 2026 saying to meet the prosecution's proposed start date for jury selection this december they'd have to go through the equivalent of war and peace 78 times every day
2: so today is August. 18th, that would be twenty twenty three. Every thirty four, thirty 32, 30, 32 months from now, three years.
3: Yeah, thirty two months.
2: Don't know if he's going to get that.
3: That uh, seems like a, a a little bit long for a delay, even if you do have a lot of papers
2: to go through. You, you do realize he does have a lot of stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got three other court cases. <laughs> he's got an election. Let's see, does he have anything else going on? Well, probably. Oh, a business that he's trying to run. So, yeah, he probably does have a lot of stuff going on. It would probably be a little difficult to uh, get through all that. Plus, he's got to turn himself in. Uh, by was it the twenty fifth or is it the twenty ninth? I can't remember the, the the exact day that he had to turn himself in by.
3: Oh, it's it's one week from today. It is one
2: week from the, today, the, so it'd be the twenty fifth. Twenty yeah. fifth. So. So, yeah, in he's, it, he's, he's it, got a little going on. In Georgia. Yeah, he's yeah. got a little going on. KBY time 645. Let's get another check on what's going on with sports this morning. Starting to be that time of year. High school football, college football, pro football. That's time of year. And then, of course, you yeah, have baseball. It's starting to get to the uh, almost time for Seating for the playoffs going on. So there is a lot of sports. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA, the place to go if you want breakfast or lunch seven days a week, beginning at 7 a.m. till 2 p.m. every single day. And, of course, Friday is a special day. If you like clam chowder, it's the best clam chowder you're going to find anywhere. Get into Pork Belly get in
3: downtown CUNA today. Not a lot of games, but there are always a lot of stories. Attorneys representing Sean and Leanne Tui announced Thursday they plan to end their conservatorship of former NFL offensive lineman Michael Ower. Since he has filed a lawsuit against them, we told you earlier this week that Ower, whose story is depicted in the 2009 movie The Blind Side, claims the Tui family never legally adopted him as portrayed in the film. He says the Tui's only entered into a conservatorship in an attempt to profit off his pro career and that they told him his legal adoption by them was included in the process, which it wasn't. Ower also claims he didn't make any money from the movie about his life. The attorneys for the Tuies say Ower received the same share of the profits from the film as the other members of the Tui household, which ended up being about $100,000 per person. The law firm representing Ower claims they made more money than that and that the Tuohys owe him about $15 million. In the latest development in college conference realignment, there are at least two people still trying to get Stanford, Cal, and SMU into the Atlantic Coast Conference. Former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice is a professor at Stanford and and director of the school's Hoover Institution American Public Policy Research Center. She's been in contact with officials of the ACC, officially advocating membership for Stanford and unofficially representing Cal as well. Meanwhile, former President George W. Bush has been doing the same for Southern Methodist University from Dallas, where former First Lady Laura Bush attended college. SMU is also the location of the George W. Bush Presidential Library and Museum. Stanford and Cal have been searching for a new conference home since eight members of the Pac-12 announced this summer that they're leaving for the Big Ten and Big 12. SMU's current membership is in the American Athletic
1: Conference. That's sports.
0: Day from 10 to 1. It's Dan Boncino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
2: 706. It is 72 degrees in downtown Boise. Good morning. Open phones Friday underway at 208 336 3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Sarah in Meridian calling us this morning, listening on uh, 670 AM. Uh, Good morning to you.
6: Good morning, gentlemen. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out first to the Western Idaho Fair opening today and encourage everybody to come and see all of our 4-H students and FFA students who are showing animals this weekend. But on the same line, I also wanted to draw everybody's attention to the fact that the West Ada School District Decided this year to move the school, the start of school forward an extra week, which now conflicts with the opening of the Western Idaho Fair. And normally most people might not see this as a problem, except for the fact of all the 4-H students and FFA students and FFA teachers who are participating in showing livestock and animals at the fair. And now all of our students, which I'm estimating there are approximately 500 students who have entered into the Western Idaho Fair, are all conflicting with school for this week. And if you have children, you know how hard the first week of school or back to school is. Now we are also competing all weekend until next Tuesday, um, and I spoke with the fair yesterday, and they said that their director actually went to petition to the school board to please not move the start of school to conflict with the fair and they said that the school board ignored the director of the fair, and they um, insisted on moving it forward and so we
2: did they did they say why they started uh, a week earlier?
6: There's no, got to be a specific a reason, right. Yeah, there's something, but with the hotter temperatures, you would think the cost to run the AC would be higher than pushing it back. But to have this many students impacted and affected and now missing their third day of school, because I know, I know both my boys are at the fair showing animals almost all day today, and then we have a grueling weekend ahead of us of showing almost nonstop. And so it was a, a very poor decision on behalf of the West Ada School District.
2: Yeah. Um I I grew up uh, in, in Nespers and the Lewis County Fair happened every year. Um Lewis County Fair happens next sh- no next month sometime. So school was always September. Yeah, school was always in session in September. So I know it's a much smaller school district, uh, Nespers School District in Lewis County, much smaller than West Ada. Um, but we always got off from school um, to show. So Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Now, it got us off from school. It did not get us off from football practice.
6: <laughs> exactly. And that's we still the had football, football practice. Also, yes, football and marching band has been severely impacted, and so my son actually had to drop out of two shows this evening in order to make marching band. Interesting.
2: Yeah, I I'd, yeah, I'd be I'd be curious and uh on exactly what the change was cuz I thought school myself was starting a little early this year, but it it is officially a week earlier than it has been, huh?
6: Yes, it All is. All right. Yeah, so just wanted to let everybody know right. if you know anybody on the school board or want to go and speak <clears throat> and share, but otherwise come out and see us at the fair and we have a lot of great animals out there. All right.
3: Thank you for the call. Appreciate um, it. The whole time I was in school, my my birthday is uh, the 30th of this month. And the whole time I was in school, uh, my birthday was always either one of the very first days of school or the first day or school started right after that. Uh, And then the second week uh, was always uh, the week of Labor Day. But that's about the time that our fair was, the Twin Falls County Fair. And if you were in 4-H or FFA, you just had the week off. They just went ahead and, and, and uh, dismissed you that you could just go and participate at the fair. I don't right. know about the sports teams. You probably still had to go to football practice. <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> but my dad uh, you know, taught high school kind of for many years. For and he said that he had a student, This is back about 1973 or so, who wanted to get the week off. So he went out to a farm and purchased a chicken from this farm. Mm-hmm. And then he... Uh, put the chicken he purchased the cage for it then he put the chicken in the cage took it to the fair so he had an animal at the fair and he got the week off from school and his chicken won a blue ribbon
2: <laughs> so it was worth it i guess yeah. uh jim and boise listening on six seventy a.m good morning good morning how are you guys it's friday we, we have a wonderful oh. job we get to talk to you people our, our life couldn't be better
7: There you go. When I grew up uh, around here, the fair didn't start, uh, or we didn't start school until after the fair. But anyway, uh, regarding that last caller wondering why the school district moved everything up a week, I believe uh, my understanding is it's so that the semester ends uh, at Christmas break instead of a
2: oh in uh, January.
7: Yeah, that makes sense. They they they, they, they take a Christmas break uh, before this change, and the semester ended two weeks after they started back up in january so that's why they did that and so the semester would end uh right at christmas break and then you start a new semester after the christmas break that makes Make sense, sense? Well, that's, yeah that's, that makes I sense. sense i mean that's, that's cool for the,
3: the students there's uh nothing more fun than uh, studying for finals while you're christmas
8: shopping <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly
2: thank so you that for, might help yeah thank you jim appreciate it uh mike in boise listening on 670 a.m good morning to you
9: Hello, this is another Jim. Oh,
2: Oh, hey, Jim. Jim, okay.
9: Anyway, kind of uh, to say what the last caller was saying, but as I understand it from my many decades ago being in school, that they've got a certain number of days that they've got to have school. And I would presume that, you know, there's always things that happen during the year. I mean, snow days or whatever, you know, maybe pandemic days. And so they're being uh, cautious to make sure they get all those uh, days in uh, by the end mm-hmm. of the That's year. That's true. It does give them a bit of a cushion, doesn't it? Right, right. That's my, my and thought. It's, it's
3: got to be 180 days, meaning that there are 180 days of school during the year and 185 days that there aren't school. Right. So.
9: All right.
8: Thank you, yeah, Mike. When,
9: when, I was in, when I was in school, I was also in band. But uh, our school started uh, one week before Labor Day, which I always thought was weird because we we start and then right away there's a holiday on right. uh, on that Monday. But us band students had to go, uh, you know, practice anyway. So
2: I, I'm absolute what you're like the third person that uh, has either been in band or uh, has a kid in band that's called this morning. I didn't I didn't realize that many people were in band.
9: Well, you know. We talk about sports, and sports get all the hoopla, but there are many, many more more students in band that are on the football field. So True. Anyway, well, take care. Thank you very yep. much.
2: Thank you. Um, this is uh, from an Ada West parent's email. Mike at com says, I was super happy, not just happy, but super happy that we started a week earlier. First semester will end before Christmas break, and the school year will end with Memorial Day, No coming back for three or four days to end a semester or the year. I think uh, the fair uh, in August is crazy. It's so hot. That's why we prefer the Eastern Idaho Fair. When's the Eastern? I I don't even know when the Eastern Idaho Fair is.
3: Probably later, I guess. Is
2: it later or earlier?
3: Um, Well, if it's earlier, it would still be probably still
2: be hot. Yeah. So okay, then that that even makes more sense because you're right. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to come back? You know, the unofficial start of summer really kind of is Memorial Day. If you have to come back for three or four days uh, and finish your school year, kids are pretty much out of that, you know, mindset anyway, right? Along with the teachers, not just the kids, but probably the teachers.
3: I I loved it when back when school would start, basically the day after Labor Day Mm -hmm. would be your first day of school, Tuesday, and then your last day of school would be the Friday before Memorial Memorial Day.
2: Day. Yeah, I
3: but they get so many in service and so many days off now. Um, well, that's not really what it's all about. They're, those are about the same, but they've added things like oh, fall break and stuff like that.
2: There's way more in service days now than when I was in school. I mean, we very seldom. And, and when my even when my kids were in school, you know, they'd start and a week later they go, "Why are you off school next Thursday and Friday?" And it's like teachers in service day, and I go, mm. they just started. Right, you get two days off, and they have to go to school a specific number of days." in the school year so if if they take certain days off for either holidays or whatever right they have to go make those up somewhere because there's a minimum amount of days that the school has to be in session i believe kby news time yeah, seven fifteen hundred. Time for a check on what's going on uh, with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA, place to go for breakfast and lunch every single day, seven days a week. Don't forget the drive through They're open right now. drive through is great for hip drips, coffee drinks, energy drinks. You don't even have to get out of your car. Get into Pork Belly and CUNA today. The Boise State women's
3: soccer team opened its season last night in Fargo, North Dakota. The Broncos played North Dakota State to a 1-1 draw. Junior forward Kenzie McMillan scored Boise State's only goal in the 50th minute when she had a shot-on-goal block, then kicked in her own rebound. It was McMillan's eighth career goal. North Dakota State tied the game in the 67th minute. Then in the 82nd minute, Broncos goalie Genevieve Crenshaw made a sliding save to preserve the tie. Boise State has never lost to North Dakota State with two wins and two draws in four games all-time. The Broncos will remain in North Dakota for a few days and take on the University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks. That'll be Sunday in Grand Forks. If you didn't know before Thursday, you know now in the NFL preseason, there is no overtime. When a game is tied at the end of regulation, it's a tie. That's what happened last night. The Browns and Eagles tied at 18. Cleveland had two chances to win late in the game and may be looking for a new place kicker this morning. Cade York attempted a late 47-yard field goal, and the ball sailed wide right of the goalposts. But the Eagles were penalized for an illegal formation on the play, so York got to try again from 42 yards. Again, the ball went wide right. The Browns got the ball back with just 32 seconds to go in the game, but on the final play, receiver Mike Harley Jr. failed to run out of bounds and stop the clock to set up a last-chance pass. Instead, he stayed inbounds and the clock just ran out and the game was over. During the game, Eagles wide receiver Tyree Cleveland and defensive lineman Moro Ojomo were each carted off the field with neck injuries and taken to the hospital. Both were reported Uh, after the game to be moving their arms and legs with no problem. That's sports. Time for the Morning
1: Market Report.
0: Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your
1: money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise.
2: Futures markets not off to a good start again this morning ahead of the opening here in uh, seven minutes. Uh, A couple of things not boding well for the opening. Uh, Number one, saw a big drop in uh, Bitcoin overnight, and uh, China is still affecting the economy here in the United States. How so?
10: Yeah, I mean, really, China has a big old bag of trouble on its hands, and we don't have to reverse the clock too far where the very large real estate developer Evergrande, um, was really sign- showing signs of trouble where they weren't making, uh, weren't making due on their interest payments on their debt obligations. And now you have China, which is the second largest economy on the planet. And now you have its, one of its largest real estate developers filing for chapter 15 bankruptcy. Um, And they're really going to work on a plan to restructure over $3 billion of debt. And what's really interesting is if you look at China as a whole, these cracks just continue to to widen. It's almost doubled its debt over the past five years. The debt-to-GDP ratio, which I know there's a lot of scrutiny around the United States, but China... Their debt to GDP is now at a record 281%. So again, just more bad news coming out of China. I mean, you're looking at uh, real estate in general. It it might have a contagion effect where it as far as China's GDP, just their real estate sector alone makes up about 30%. Other economic output. So if you're seeing if you're seeing large real estate developers file for bankruptcy, this is not going to bode well. So this is overall just a sour sentiment on Wall Street. And now we also parlay that with Bitcoin, and there was a dramatic sell off on Friday, dropped more than seven percent. You have it closer to twenty six thousand wow. dollars a coin. Now this this could be looked at in a few different ways, but um, <laughs> there's some speculation that Elon Musk is involved on this. Of course. Uh, Where the Wall Street Journal, they reported a really more insight into SpaceX, his company, and what kind of the inner workings of the financial scope of that company is. And it did show that in 2021, basically that company sold off and wrote down the value of the Bitcoin that it owned, which was roughly about close to over 300 million, like 300 million dollars. So again, you factor that in with just an overall kind of risk off tone that we're seeing right now. Quite a sell off in the cryptocurrency space. So you factor all this in. It's been a rough week on Wall Street. This, uh, malaise of August continues to just uh, be a dark cloud over the markets.
2: Okay. Uh, just real quickly, I know we're talking mainly about Bitcoin being down. Is that also dragging down the other cryptocurrencies? 100 percent i okay. mean bitcoin is king
10: it's like basically as bitcoin moves the rest of these cryptocurrencies follow so if you're going to see a huge basically it's just the trend if bitcoin's going up generally that buoys the rest of the cryptocurrency market if bitcoin is down generally all, all of these other cryptocurrencies cu- follow as well like look at ethereum which is the second largest cryptocurrency it's down close to seven percent as well
2: Wow, you're just uh, full of all sorts of good news for a friday <laughs> all right well, let's all have a great weekend huh? uh, so i, want, I want <laughs> you to go to your room and i want you to think about what you did and what you said this morning and uh, hopefully we'll start off a little better on monday of course hey thanks Jets. all right <laughs>
0: Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say Alexa. Enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say Alexa. Open 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 742. Open phones Friday 208 336 3700 toll free from wherever you might be listening. Could be in another state. one 800 529 5264 uh, always amazing to me that uh, somebody can listen as far away as Baker City on six seventy a.m. But uh, John in Baker City is listening this morning on six seventy a.m. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning.
11: Um, I guess uh, I'm 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 just so disappointed in Mr. Trump. You know, he announced uh, a few days ago. He announced that he was going to have this meeting at Bedminster and announced to the world why all this stuff with the Georgia indictment is all phony and it's going to go away. And I was really hoping. I was really hoping for the guy, you know? (laughs) And sure enough, just like a used car salesman in Chicago, where I'm from, he just did the same thing. You know, he he announced that the Ford was going to go on sale for $1,000 on Monday. Monday gets here and what? He hasn't. He's not even in town. The car's gone. He's just a he's just a used car salesman, and I'm so sorry for the Republican Party of Idaho that um, they, they, they're they're just latched themselves to this guy. No matter what, they're going down with a ship. And but Nate Sherman yesterday was really he had a great show, and uh, he was pointing out that uh, even among Republicans, he's losing his support. Twelve percent of Republicans are not uh, with him. And uh, and the sad thing too is that you guys are paying for his bills. <laughs> you are the uh, Republican Party, the donators, the people who donate money to Trump, are paying his
2: defense. Chris, now, now Chris have you I, ever that's have that's you true. ever given Trump money? No, me neither.
3: But then again, I've never given anybody money
2: <laughs> yeah you're you're talking to people too cheap that would give you know not even you know family members money, let alone trump money so uh well, I, there's
11: I, a lot there's a, there's a lot of them out
2: there, well, there might be mm. and, and I mean far be it from us to tell people how they can can and can't spend he, their I think money. he meant the royal you <laughs>
11: not. <laughs> Let, let me ask you, gentlemen, let me ask you. Are you guys a little disappointed that he's not going to have the announcement on Monday? Oh, yeah. I, I, I was said kind that. of
2: looking forward to I it. I said yeah. that right
3: after 6 o'clock this morning. I said, uh, if he's really got something that will do exactly what he says, what's the holdup? Let's hear it.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm really pissed off at his lawyers for having him not make that announcement. I was kind of looking forward to hearing the proof. So I guess we'll have to wait until the trial. Thank you for the call, John. Thanks for listening in uh, Baker City. Appreciate it.
3: And of course, we do acknowledge that the, uh, the opposite of that is that he didn't ever have anything to say anyway. We're yeah, just it hoping could, he could come up with something by Monday.
2: Uh, 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, it is open phones Friday. Uh, we'll take a break. Final check on what's going on with sports right now with Chris. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. It is, if you don't live in CUNA, it's worth the drive. If you live in CUNA, I don't know why you don't stop there every single day. It's that good. And then, of course, Friday, uh, you want to go in for breakfast and then come back for lunch because it's the best homemade, from scratch, clam chowder you're going to find anywhere. Get into Pork Belly today and test it out for yourself.
3: Attorneys representing Sean and Leanne Tui announced Thursday they plan to end their conservatorship of former NFL offensive lineman Michael Ower since he has filed a lawsuit against them. We told you earlier this week that Ower, whose story is depicted in the 2009 movie The Blind Side, claims the Tui family never legally adopted him as portrayed in the film. He says the Tui's only entered into a conservatorship, in an attempt to profit off his pro-career, and that they told him his legal adoption by them was included in the process, which it didn't turn out to be. Ower also claims he didn't make any money from the movie about his life. The attorneys for the TUIs say Ower received the same share of the profits from the film as the other members of the Tui household, which ended up being about $100,000 per person. The law firm representing uh, Ower claims they made more money than that, and that the TUIs actually owe him about 15 million bucks. In the latest development in college conference realignment, there are at least two people still trying to get Stanford, Cal, and SMU into the Atlantic Coast Conference. Former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice is a professor at Stanford and director of the school's Hoover Institution American Public Policy Research Center. She's been in contact with officials of the ACC, officially advocating membership for Stanford and unofficially representing Cal as well. Meanwhile, former President George W. Bush has been doing the same for Southern Methodist University in Dallas, where former First Lady Laura Bush attended college. SMU is also the location of the George W. Bush Presidential Library and Museum. Stanford and Cal have been searching for a new conference home since eight members of the Pac-12 announced this summer that they're leaving. For the Big Ten and Big 12. SMU's current membership is in the American Athletic Conference. That's sports.
1: And Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
2: 752 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through and take part in the show, it's all about you on Fridays. It is Open Phones Friday. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Talking a a little bit about schools. Most schools got uh, back in session, at least West Ada. Bigger school districts are back in school as of right now. Another thing to talk about having to do with schools, a deadline to apply for an absentee ballot for school bond and levy elections in Canyon County is today. You have uh, until 5 o'clock if you want to request an absentee ballot. The school bond levy elections are going to be held in 11 of uh, Idaho's 44 counties here in Idaho on August 29th. Aside from Canyon County, other counties are Bannock, Bingham, Bonner, Bonneville, Clearwater, Jerome, Lewis, Lincoln, Nespers, and Twin Falls counties. Only voters who live within the boundaries of the school district may vote in their bond and levy elections, and uh, they'll take place polling uh, locations across the state 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. once again on the 29th. If you need more information and sample ballots, you can get those at voteidaho.gov/county-clerks. You can also, uh, if you want to request an absolute ballot, go to voteidaho.gov. But you only have until five o'clock this mm-hmm. afternoon to do it.
3: Otherwise, just forget the whole thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: If you're not going to, or you can vote in person. Let's see. John writes in. He says, regarding school, why not have a proficiency test for each grade level, but give it at the beginning of each school year. If they pass, they advance to the next grade immediately or can goof off for that school year (laughs) and give it also at the end of each semester and need to pass it to advance to the next grade. Forget this exercise of being in school for X number of days. Base it on proficiency. That's how life works. Quit trying to fool the kids honestly kids aren't that dumb well i how were how were we trying to fool kids
2: i don't i don't know
3: and in school you learn a lot more than you can just put it you know into an end of the year test so uh, it's it's more valuable i think for you to be in class with everybody but maybe that's just me
2: tim writes in uh casper yesterday you said you didn't understand how some of Trump's texts Used in his can be used in his indictment in Georgia and how they could be considered illegal. It is illegal to try and get someone to break the law. Mm, no? no. For instance, no. I can, I can, Chris. Yeah. I'm not going to be around for the bond election in Canyon County next week. I need you to vote for me.
3: No problem. So I'll, now I'll cast as many votes for you as I will for myself.
2: That would be illegal. If I got him
3: not the way I do it, it wouldn't
2: be. if if I got him to agree and he did it and I ask him to do it, that would be illegal. Mm-hmm. Me, Chris, I need you to go vote for me next week. Nah. I don't I don't hear any sirens. No longer illegal. It's not illegal trying just saying i want somebody to do something yeah, it's, it's, doesn't doesn't make it illegal it's, that's it's, the part i didn't understand it only
3: becomes a conspiracy if i agree with
2: you the first time yeah yeah if you agree to do it and then go ahead and do it say
3: mike that is a good idea well, <laughs> now it's a conspiracy
2: now now We're not only have jail. i broken the law chris has broken the law and we can be charged mm-hmm. just just saying it
3: lock us up yeah. lock us up
2: 208-336-3700, pound nobody, 670 on your Verizon wireless.
3: Every ever that, that.
2: <laughs> if I'm not back um, when we take this break for traffic and weather, um, that means I did get arrested, mm-hmm. and, I, and I was completely wrong in what I said. So let's take a break. We'll see if I'm still here after this check on traffic and weather.
0: Drive home live and local
1: with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 805, good morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through this morning and take part in the show. It's always encouraged, but Friday is especially for you because it's open phones Fridays. We'll, uh, we'll talk about anything that you want to talk about, whether it's on subject uh, or not on subject. One of the things I uh, wanted That's, to talk about this morning always is... always on some subject. You uh, had brought up in your sports this morning um, <laughs> a lot of people weighing in on the uh, case with the uh, Tuohys and Michael Orr. Uh, Michael Orr is uh, suing the Tuies for millions and millions of dollars, saying that uh, he believes they made over $300 million on the movie. He got paid nothing.
3: And they say they made 500000 and he got paid 100000
2: mm-hmm. Said they split it up evenly between all five family members. Uh, attorneys for the Tuies now, Randy Fishman, Stephen Free Sr., uh, have come out. Um, started making their case said uh, pretty simple accounting process will soon debunk Orr's claims neither Sean nor Leanne to um got anywhere close to the money that Michael Orr is claiming Michael Lewis who is the author of the book that the film was based on also told the Washington Post that Tui's have not gotten rich after uh, off the 2009 blockbuster he said everybody should be mad at Hollywood it's outrageous how Hollywood accounting works, but the money is not in Tui's pockets. Lewis also said 20th Century Fox paid him $250,000 for the option to make the movie, and he split that with the Tui's. He said his share worked out to be about 70000 after taxes. Tui's say they split their half evenly five ways between Sean, Leanne, their two biological children, S.J. and uh, Collins, and also Michael Orr. And that the 2.5 percent of all future proceeds from the movie comes to about 500 thousand dollars, which they said has also been divvied up between mm-hmm. all five people. The central theme of Orr's petition is a conservatorship, and the fact that the Tui's never adopted him, and as as he was led to believe, Tui- yeah. apparently
3: <laughs> apparently he believed that they were all signing adoption papers when what they were doing was creating a conservatorship but not adopting him
2: right and the author of the book the Blind Side, also said it, it, it doesn't say in the book and it doesn't say in the movie that they were going to adopt uh, adopt him they asked him if he wanted them to be their guardians which is completely different than adopting someone true so he said that that's not anywhere in the book that they said that they wanted to adopt him. Um, they said they just asked him if he wanted him to be their guardian. Now it's kind of interesting too, um, and and a lot of people are, are are taking sides on this. It's it's just it's so sad that it is going to be so ugly um, because of how close this family was. I mean, you you had the the who visited you know in college because that was their alma mater um you have members of the Baltimore Ravens said that the Tui's were also always around you know and he would bring them into the locker rooms and practice and you could tell that they were really close but doesn't sound like they're close anymore um part of the question i would ask i mean because this you're you're talking over a decade ago why is it just now in february of this year that he is complaining about the conservatorship i don't know
3: that that seems well weird they said there and they said they're going to they're gonna tear that up. You know, it's yeah, he said stop now.
2: They said if he w- didn't want the conservatorship, they have said we would have and as far as that rid of it
3: any time he wanted to. As far as that $500,000, they uh, have been writing him checks, I guess, and making payments to him. But here about a year ago, he stopped uh, cashing the checks. Really? So they just canceled those checks, and then they put the same amount of money into a trust with his name on it. So the money's
2: still sitting there. It's not something that they pocketed?
3: Right, it's just not $15 million or or whatever $300 million that they uh, assume it is. It's you know just a few hundred thousand or something.
2: You know what this sounds like to me, and I'm not saying it is. I, this is just me thinking out loud. It sounds like somebody got in his ear and said, Man, well, yeah. you got screwed badly by the Tui's. They were horrible and the, people, and you think and they the were great. They're not.
3: Zero to 100. I think the chances that it was an attorney are probably only about 98. <laughs> yeah
2: the uh, now there's a lot of great stuff on the internet there's also a lot of crap like this one and i this is just stupid to me but people are calling sandra bullock to return her oscar for the blind side because of the michael orr claims one guy said quote sandra bullock should give her oscar back she knows she didn't deserve that crap
3: it didn't change uh,
2: her acting right that's just uh stupid Uh, Here's another quote um, from a social media post. For some reason, the whole blindside was fake. Thing makes me just hate Sandra Bullock. She had nothing to do with it. She was hired to be an actress. Why do you hate Sandra Bullock? Now, critic Richard Roper has injected some sanity into this debate, saying, quote, Sandra Bullock starred in a fictionalized adaptation of... Of the book, The Blind Side. Notice, is, notice how they always say "based on the true story." <laughs> yes, it is totally misguided and unfair to assign blame to her for the new and deeply disturbing allegations mm-hmm. about the real life story. Unquote. This is not a documentary, as all no, and, it's and not. as you just mentioned, you never say this is a true story. You never see that based on a true yes, story. Yes, yes, um, it's Hollywood. I mean, and I get it. So many people love this movie so much. It's such every, a great story that I, I I'm upset by
3: it. Every now and then you see a movie open. And it'll say based on a true story, or is it?
2: <laughs> I, I don't. I I hope that cooler heads in this thing can prevail, and this doesn't get drug out in court. You know, there there are certain people that are horrible people. Like oh, you deserve everything you get. Mm. You need to. I I don't think. I, for whatever's going on here with Michael Orr, um, I, I hope he gets satisfaction without having to go to court, and this thing doesn't get any more ugly than it is, and, and for no other reason than I just absolutely love the story, love, love the movie, and... It's just sad to see I this hope because he's,
3: uh, I hope he's not broke after his NFL that, career. See, and that's what I'm wondering. I mean, that happens to people.
2: He, over his NFL career, he made between 50 and 100 million dollars. Yeah. And I hope that, I hope that that's not the case that he, in this short time since he's retired, has not blown through all his money and that that's what all this is about. I hope that that's not the case because that makes that's his story even same, more sad,
3: right? Yeah, same here.
2: So, anyway, um, I guess we'll find out, but uh, I don't know where this is going to end up, if it's actually going to end up in. That, I mean, in mean court that happens to happen.
3: When uh, Antoine Walker, you know, who played for years for the Celtics and was at Kentucky and all that. Mm-hmm. and uh, Very he, good player, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he uh, was a terrific player, but he ended up his career with the Idaho Stampede for two seasons, and the reason he was playing with them. Is he kind of needed the money. Yeah. Uh, he, he made over $100 million, but he also pretty much spent all of it. Uh, so, I mean, he's made more money since then. He's, he's been paying attention to his money and he's got other things going on besides basketball. They're kind of basketball related, but he's got other things going on. So he's doing well now. But it was just kind of interesting getting to know him because, you know, he'd been like on top and, and now he was just trying to hang on.
2: Well, and I, I think the leagues have done a much better job. Over the last decade or so, because you know you get you get kids and they 're still kids yeah. when you when you get drafted you 're still a kid you don 't know anything, and you haven 't made anywhere close to that type of money so when yeah. you get it and you sign your first contract and it 's for fifty million dollars, you think you 're never going to have to worry about money ever again and you think, oh, 50 million, I can't even spend 50. Let's go buy me five cars, a big, mm-hmm. huge house here, another house here. Um, and, and the thing that they forget that'll, you know, we talk about this when the lottery comes around is, yeah, it's $50 million that you signed the contract, but you're making half of that because of taxes. And in some instances, even less than that, depending on which state you live. Because yeah, a lot of people in have California, the- you have to pay a, a 10% tax if you're mm-hmm. an athlete. In California, just because people, you're an athlete,
3: and, and and most of them have agents that take about maybe ten percent, mm-hmm. or it's negotiable, and some of them have business managers, and some of them you know set up other corporations yeah. and things like that. So that
2: that money, which is still a lot, you know, you say you're you're going to make take home thirty but million like, after taxes and say, everything, but it, it, if you're blowing through it, yeah, you know, five million here, ten million here, it doesn't take very long and it's gone. You go back to like about nineteen sixty,
3: uh, a brand new major league baseball player, a rookie didn't have to worry about that because he was making about $3,000. He had to
2: have a second job. Be- because in the back, back
3: then, unless you were a superstar in sports, you made about the same money that you would make in some other career.
2: Not I- anymore. I have uh, one other piece of uh, movie news, and I would never, ever have predicted this. I, I thought the movie was going to be popular just based on uh, how. My wife and, and daughter wanted to see Barbie so badly, and right. they did, and you, you all know how well it's been doing. Uh, Tuesday of this week, the movie notched another major milestone. Uh, it has become the biggest Warner Brothers movie ever in North America. Not mm-hmm. adjusted for inflation, the biggest movie it ever. It passed up
3: The Dark Knight. The Dark
2: Knight, yeah which was very popular. So uh, Barbie's uh, haul now is uh, domestically at $537.4 thirty seven point four million. That was as of Tuesday. By the way, worldwide, Barbie has uh, hit the $1.2 billion, That's with a B, $1.2 billion. Now, granted, 10, 20 years from now, we're going to learn that uh, Barbie probably sued because <laughs> he didn't like the way it was presented in the movie kby's new time news time is 8 16 we'll take a break when we come back get ready we got a uh, family four pack of tickets up for grabs for the western idaho fair would you like to win it you're gonna have to answer our casper and chris damn near impossible question after traffic
1: and weather next
0: your google place they simply say hey google play 670 kboi
2: now
1: back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi Ah, uh, from the sound of the music, that means
2: it's time to try and uh, give away our prize today for the Casper and Chris the impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty offices and locations real estate agents all across the treasure valley even into oregon that can help you out sun valley and idaho falls call today for any real estate needs at 208-888-4128 holden is going to get first crack at her question today holden a typical deck of playing cards today has 52 cards in the deck however this has not always been the case at one point playing card companies had developed a deck that had even more cards however it didn't catch on holden how many cards were in this deck that they tried to get going but uh people just didn't seem to accept
7: i want to say it was
2: a hundred and four a hundred and four that doubles them that would have been hard to shuffle that deck that is not correct holden good guess though so so that was not texas holden texas holden no uh amy Total number of cards that these card-playing companies tried to develop didn't catch on. What was the total number? 56. 56. Another good guess, but, but wrong. No. Yes. Katie, we made it all the way to you. Caller number three. I bet you didn't think you were going to get a chance to answer, did you? I didn't, know. All right, total number of cards. Uh, a typical deck these days has 52, but for about 20 years, companies tried to get a new deck of cards going, didn't catch on. How many total number of cards were in that deck? Was it 52? Was it 52? Is that what you said? 60. 62. 62. 62. No, that is no. that is not it either. Closer. Okay. Uh, yeah, Thank that's you. closer. Wow. Who, who, th- who thunk it? It looks like we, it's
3: may, we,
2: we may have had a, an impossible question this morning. Uh-huh. Um, we've got our producer trying to get one person on. Uh, this will be our last chance. Colin, how many total cards were in this deck of cards that playing card companies tried to develop but never caught on? 78. 78? That's, a, that's a, not even a good guess. No, that was, actually, <laughs> that was actually pretty good. That would have added two suits. Um, Um, total number of cards, by the way, we, the closest one we had was, uh, 56. And I say close just because it had the two numbers, uh, transposed 65. Yeah. They tried to add one extra suit. So there would have been five. yeah. Yeah. So 65 total number of cards never took off. It was back in the 1930s. Playing card companies tried to add a fifth suit. That suit, the Eagle, which didn't make any sense either. You had diamond hearts clubs and spades and eagles
3: it didn't catch on so now they just play classic rock
2: (laughs) so once again they stopped doing it in the 1950s no winner this morning for our casper and chris uh, impossible question it wasn't even damn near impossible But, but we have to have a winner we do because we've got western Idaho fair tickets you can't keep those till next year Stick around sometime before 10 o'clock. One lucky person is going to get those tickets. Uh, be ready to call. Don't call now. We'll tell you when to call, but somebody's going to get those tickets. You won't have to answer a question. You'll just have to be caller number six sometime within the next hour here on News Talk KBOI.
1: The great one, Mark Levin, tonight at seven. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 8.38, a Friday morning, it is 82 degrees in downtown Boise, starting to uh, warm up. However, over the next couple of days, good news, uh, going to be a little cooler temperatures. And uh, good news for a couple of reasons, because we're out of the triple digits. But also, there is a big festival that's going to be going on uh, tomorrow here in Boise. Some of you uh, may have heard of it. Some of you may not have ever heard of it and uh, may not have ever uh, gone to it. We're talking about the Goathead Fest, which will be going on tomorrow. And uh, here in the studio with us this morning, I want to thank Whitney Schrader, Marketing Manager of the Boise Bicycle Project, the organization that runs the Goathead Fest, correct?
12: Yes, thank you for having me.
2: Thank you for coming in.
3: Um, you're not, now you're not actually celebrating goatheads, almost the opposite, right?
12: <laughs> we yeah, are. I hope. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. goatheads,
2: uh, I understand how the Bi- Boise Bicycle Project is tied mm-hmm. into this because goatheads are like the biggest uh, evil enemy of bicycle riders, correct?
12: They are. They're, they're our worst nemesis when it comes to. Allowing for people to get around town and ride their bikes, and especially for kids going to school on their bicycles, um, flat tires are definitely the most common. Yeah, aren't problem. they?
3: Aren't they even called like puncture weed or something like that? Yeah,
12: puncture vine. Oh, yeah, puncture vine. That's what mm-hmm. it is.
3: Yeah, yes. I, I knew it wasn't complimentary.
2: Yeah, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Goathead Fest and how it came about, how long it's been going on, and uh, give us some of the things people might be interested in tomorrow.
12: For sure. So, Boise Goathead Fest, what uh, started about six years ago, and we created this festival um, to celebrate Boise's bicycle culture, but also all of the goathead removal efforts around the city. So, the City of Boise Weed Warriors and Boise State University have been helping us to um, continue our path towards eradicating goatheads in Boise, which we actually think. Could happen.
2: So you're, you're kidding me. There's actually a real reason that you have because I <laughs> visually in my mind thought there's a bunch of people sitting around. We need an excuse for a party. Hey, let's have a goathead fest in part. <laughs> but you actually money raised helps to eradicate some of the goatheads uh, in the area and and try to cut back the growth on that.
12: Yes, the money raised actually mainly goes towards the festival itself and towards Boise bicycle projects. Programs, events, and advocacy work, but um, but yes, we we do create this festival to celebrate all of the hard work that volunteers and people in the city of Boise do towards picking goat heads throughout the year. So it's it's a fun way to kick off a very hard, hot, grueling <laughs> season of picking.
3: <laughs> Does the Bicycle Project do any lobbying, like with maybe even just the city council?
12: Um, the city of Boise kind of leads our go-ahead removal efforts, which they have done an amazing job with Weed Warriors mm-hmm. um, in doing that. Uh, we kind of um, run, you know, the whole festival itself and facilitate that. So, so yeah, m- mostly city of Boise. Tell us
3: about the costumes because the, there are people who come in costume and there's a parade, right?
12: Yes, yes. So um, at 11 a.m. we will have our pedal-powered parade and uh-huh. people can show up at 10.30 a.m. for the welcome party. And it's a family-friendly event, but people kind of get crazy with the costumes they wear, and people go all out. We have people dressed as goat heads. We have <laughs> just a whole array of costumes you'll see.
3: Yeah, They have a thing in Portland where they don't even have costumes, so we don't do that. <laughs>
12: <laughs> no. Okay. We wouldn't quite recommend that. But <laughs> yeah.
2: Especially with yeah. goat heads.
12: Ouch. Um, it, it, does does
2: everything kick off with the parade, or is there other stuff going on before that? Give, give us a timeline for yeah. our, the events that are going on.
12: Yeah, so we encourage people to show up in front of the Idaho State Capitol Building around 10.30 um, in the morning tomorrow in costume, and then we'll roll out to um, go on the parade route at 11. And then afterwards, we'll meet in Cecil DeAndrus Park around noon and have just a big party. We'll have... Um the Idaho Wrestling. Knew there Club. Was a party <laughs> we'll yeah. be there. We'll have the Boise Circus Guild. They'll be putting on an aerial circus performance. We'll have Lobo Lara and Joshy Soul performing, various DJs, um, dance parties. There you there will be something fun happening every minute of the day. So
3: that goes on until about around five o'clock, right?
12: It does, yeah. yes. And we'll also have Lost Grove Brewing there, mm-hmm. um, selling beer that they made specifically for the event. It's called the Petal Power Pilsner.
2: Is it? Is it made out of Goathead?
12: It is not. No, somebody did <laughs> not that. Not Goathead flavored. Yeah. <laughs> but
3: food, food trucks and and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, going on.
12: yeah. food trucks. Um, and all of the beer sale proceeds go directly to fund the festival. <laughs> so.
2: Um, part of the Boise Bicycle Project here. Uh, some people might not know what that is, and since it is tied into the Goathead Fest, and you know you are marketing director for the Boise Bicycle Project, uh, give us a little info on the Boise Bicycle Project and what you guys do throughout the year.
12: Yeah, so the Boise Bicycle Project, we are a cooperative nonprofit um, where we have events, programs, and an advocacy group that promotes the benefits of bicycling in Boise. So we take uh, bicycle donations, refurbish those bikes, recycle what we can't use, um, refurbish what we can, and we either sell or give those bicycles to members or to community members in need.
2: You do that a lot of times around Christmas time, don't you?
12: We do. We have something called the Holiday Kids Bike Giveaway, where we give away hundreds of bikes to kids. They um, create and draw their dream bike, and we try to match that. Our mechanics will actually build Dream bikes for these kids, and they'll receive um, these bikes around Christmas time. You,
2: you guys actually received uh, seven of our no good for riding bicycle kids' bikes that we donated one year. For <laughs> I, I hope they all awesome. went to some place where somebody enjoyed them way more than our kids did. Because <laughs> the reason we donated them is because they didn't ride them anymore. So
12: yeah, yeah, it's I'm a great sure it's a did. great
2: program because you see um, the excitement, and I've seen some of the videos from some of the kids who get bikes that would never get a bike if they if it wasn't for your project.
12: Yes, absolutely. We work with a lot of underserved people in the community to get them hooked up with bikes, especially when bikes are a needed form of transportation for those people. So really, really awesome things happening at the Boise Bicycle Project. And people can learn more by visiting our website, boisebicycleproject.org.
3: You, you do things to, to get more people to ride bikes. You also uh, do things to make it like more safe for people to ride bikes. Anything like that?
12: We do. We have um, a director of advocacy. Her name is Nina, and she works towards um, promoting bicycle infrastructure in the city, um, safe bike lanes, and other things of the sort um, to help our efforts in that way. So. There's more on our website about that. Very
2: good. Um, so check out the Boise Bicycle Project website. Once again, the, the website address is?
12: BoiseBicycleProject.org.
2: Now, you guys also, for the Goathead Fest tomorrow, you have a website for that we so do. that people can check out what's going on and, and when and where and all that?
12: Yeah, please. Uh, if you have social media, we have a Facebook and an Instagram, Boise, or Boise Goathead Fest for that one. And then our website is boise
2: all right, Whitney schrader, marketing manager of the Boise bicycle project. thanks for coming in, taking a few minutes uh, with us this morning and giving us the information for the Boise Goathead Fest going on tomorrow beginning at around ten thirty going till five o 'clock food, music, bicycles what more could you ask for and great <laughs> weather tomorrow too so
12: yeah, definitely thanks we hope for coming to see in
2: appreciate it kby news times eight forty six we 'll take a break get your final check on traffic and weather when we come back. Phone lines are open. It's open phones Friday, 208-336-3700. pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. And don't forget, we still have that family four-pack of tickets to the Western Idaho Fair, which gets underway today. Somebody's going to win those coming up here before 10 o'clock on News Talk KBOI.
1: Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI.
2: 208-336-3700. pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It's Open Phones Friday where uh, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about today. You can also email chris at kby.com and mike at kby.com. Tim writes in, says, uh, you keep talking about the indictments against Trump in Georgia and that you don't understand them. Well, CNN is having a program about the indictments on Sunday. You should watch unless you think information will hurt you. Tim, I never once said that I don't understand the indictments. Um, maybe you need to listen a little better. I said I don't understand how the tweets that are listed in the indictment as proof of conspiracy uh, are illegal. That—that's what I said.
3: Maybe that uh, is what he's talking about. You know, they'll just explain that on Sunday.
2: Who knows? It's, it's still not going to explain to me when you write something as innocuous as um, some of his tweets that are listed uh, uh, as the charges. The one everybody keeps using as an
3: example is the one. Uh,
2: Georgia hearings now yeah. on OANN right. amazing, which described as an overt act of furtherance of conspiracy. Only conspiracy. Well,
3: told people to watch TV.
2: I know. Yeah. She, well, and not just TV, OANN. So that should be a crime right there. Another one could have been so easy, but now we have to do it the hard way. Demand this clown call a special session and open up signature verification now. Otherwise, could be a bad day for two great senators on January 5th. That just doesn't, I mean, like I said, this is just my opinion. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. I'm not the prosecutor. That does not seem to me like it rises to the level of a criminal charge.
3: I don't think the defense lawyers think so either. Yeah, But we'll have to find out we'll, in court. We'll find yeah.
2: out, yeah, in court.
3: Corey writes in, uh, earlier we were talking about the two E's and Michael Ower, and he says Michael Ower is not broke, but has a net worth of $12 million in 2023. The subject of the blind side, Ower was homeless and lived in poverty as a child. The blind side has showcased the life story of Ower, who was supposedly adopted out of poverty and went from rags to riches as he became a football player in the NFL. I think he got that maybe out of uh, Wikipedia or something, but um, yeah. uh, And I I guess the problem is he found out that he never had been adopted by the Tewes, even though he thought he thought he had been. He he had been.
2: And the and the author of the book said for him, but they did not adopt him. And the and the author of the book said they never talked about adoption. They talked about guardianship, which is completely different than adopting somebody. Uh, Bob and Caldwell, we got about a minute here. You're on News Talk, KBLI. Good morning to you.
8: How you doing this morning? I just, well, you, you, uh, your last uh, oh, good, email with the guy came in about you should watch CNN to learn more about indictments.
2: <laughs> no, maybe, he, I did, maybe, I maybe I didn't he want to watch. say anything. Maybe I didn't he, want to say anything.
8: Maybe he should watch Fox News to learn about what a bunch of crap it really is <laughs> and find out about what's going on with his buddy Joe Biden. But that's you know beside the point. The whole thing is it's um you know this whole thing is a farce. You ought to know that by the whole thing handled by releasing the indictment charges and stuff like that before the actual grand jury had a chance to vote on it. You know that makes no sense at all. And another thing is, they're not gonna. It's never gonna go to court. The whole idea is just to tie it up, and that's what it's all about. You know, it has nothing to do with anything because they can't go to court because. By the time they go through discovery and everything else, it'll be two years down the road. As many charges they put towards him. And how many people they've they've included these indictments? Yeah, it would take years for all that to come through. So you don't you don't you believe
2: know, in I, you don't believe Fannie Willis when she says she wants this to be a, a, in court in within six yeah, months.
8: Yeah, like I said, they got thirty two. They got thirty. What is it? Um, Co conspirators on this thing. Yeah, good luck with that one. Okay, what are you going to do? Drag them all in court the same day? That doesn't happen that way. Everybody's an individual. So, all right. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's like if they want to relitigate twenty twenty. Trump would love nothing more to do that. I mean, there's a lot of video. You know, there's thousands of depositions under the, the perjury of, under the penalty of perjury by people that worked the polls that saw all the funny stuff going on. So he he had a right to do what he did based Thank on you. that information. Thank all you right, for you
2: the, the call, Bob. Take- Appreciate the thoughts. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in, uh, it is Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about as we go to break, though told you we were going to have family four pack of tickets to the Western Idaho Fair if you are caller number 6 right now at 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless you're going to get that family four pack of tickets Western Idaho Fair by the way gets underway today
1: and will run for the rest of the week caller 6 you're the winner the night of 10 it's Michael Knowles now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton this is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI
2: 905, 83 degrees in downtown Boise. 208, 336, 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Congratulations going out to Charles Robinson of Caldwell. Charles, he didn't have to answer a stupid question or guess anything. He was just calling number six, and he now officially has four passes to get into the Western Idaho Fair. So he'll get to enjoy yeah. that. And he even gets to pick the day he goes. So if he's got a specific day where one of the concerts, this is his favorite concert, then he can pick you that day,
3: gets to go absolutely free. He could pick the day with his least favorite musician and then purposely skip the concert. <laughs> That's all up to him. Could be, could be up to him. Yeah,
2: he's got the four tickets he can do. If he just wants to go and eat at every one of the food fair booths, yeah. which is kind of what Chris and I, think, would do. Um, well, well, that requires can the, do tickets, that.
3: the tickets plus some cash. But, yeah, you can you, you can take all the yeah, cash.
2: The food family. food fair food is not free so uh anyway congratulations to all of our winners this week final hour of the show final chance to get through and take part if you would like um tim wrote wrote us back he says you just admitted you don't know uh the trump tweets how they can be used against them well don't why not take a chance and watch the program and cnn are you afraid of knowledge okay tim once again i I can explain it to you i can't help you understand I, i i understand why they're doing it I understand the charges. What I said I don't understand, and I read the tweets, is how is it illegal to tell people to to watch a TV? That's what I don't understand. And by the way, CNN explaining to me why that's illegal will not change my mind. Telling somebody to watch TV, I don't care if somebody says it's illegal because of this, is not illegal.
3: Well, you know, good luck for you. Because there are football games on this weekend.
2: Exactly. Seattle Seahawks will be playing. I like to watch it on TV, even though KBOI will be playing it. Because we are the voice of Seattle Seahawks on Saturday night. Yeah. However, you can listen to it. They're, I m- want to watch I, it on I I mean, television. I mean,
3: it's it, it's obvious what they're doing. They're, they're charging him with telling people, okay, you know, they're talking about this right now on OANN. And they're trying to prove that I'm right and everybody else is wrong. So, you know, go there and, and, watch, it and, for yourself. and watch it for yourself and find out is essentially That's what illegal. he's trying to say. It's not that it's illegal. It's just that they think it's just one more step that proves he was constantly pushing that, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, election, election wasn't valid. Yeah. 208-336-3700. Now, I agree with you. It's kind of iffy to just tell people, OK, go watch this TV program. That just seems like, eh, that, that may be adding on a bit.
2: Yeah. Uh, Mike in uh, email, Mike at KBY.com. Seems to me the Democrats are now proving President Trump's point. They're controlling the media. They're guilty of manipulating the votes. They're guilty of weaponizing our government. Who really cares what they discover about Trump? The things that they're doing daily. Trump's everything Trump has done. By the way, pun intended. Hmm? Trump's everything Trump has done. He said pun intended. I think he was 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 trying to be funny. What was the pun? I I kept missing it. I guess said that uh, everything Trump's doing daily trumps everything Democrats are
3: using it as a verb. I see. Yes. Okay. So use as a verb intended.
2: Yes. Okay. Good. There you go.
3: John says more deck of cards trivia. Why fifty two cards? What do they represent? Why four suits? What do they represent? Answer: fifty two number of weeks in a year. Four suits: the four seasons.
2: coincidence? I think not. Well, See, that's why that's why well, the I mean, fifth suit didn't catch on.
3: You know the song deck of cards, you've heard that, right? It's a it's a spoken record and basically it's uh, it you can put the whole bible, you can interpret it by a deck of cards. Every, everything means something mm-hmm. if you assign a meaning to it.
2: Which I think is kind of what John's doing here. Um another email and this is what's great about open phones Friday. You can talk about anything you want. And this kind of comes out, I've thought this myself over the past couple of months. What is going on with all these people who are getting hit by cars recently? Are they people moving here from elsewhere and don't know how to ride a bike or walk across the street? Because as a native Boise, Idahoan, I was taught at a very young age to look both ways before you cross that street. Mm -hmm. It's worked out well for me my whole life. I have never even come close to being hit by a car. So something is missing here. Are the cars going onto the sidewalk or running people down? Because it sounds like they're in the street when they get hit. No excuse for that. Was the kid playing chicken with a semi when he got hit while riding his skateboard? I I don't I don't know what's going on because I haven't officially seen the accident reports or anything like that. But I have to say, I, I ask the same question because it sure seems like there are a lot of people that are all of a sudden maybe it's not all of a sudden, that seem to be getting hit while on the roadways. You you talk about the young teenager who was killed when he got hit by the semi. Um You've had people that get hit riding a bicycle. I think there was a, a woman just recently that just got hit while riding a bike again. Is, is it a driving problem is it a speed problem is it people being out in the streets and not looking both ways having headphones on or something
3: just be a population problem
2: could be a population could be a combination of all those things
3: more cars more people yeah more cars meeting people
2: um it but yeah i'll agree with you it it seems weird that all of a sudden um and i don't know if it's just because it's heightened that i'm paying attention to it or not but yeah it does seem that way uh pro-life Listening on uh, 670 a.m. this morning. Good morning, Pro-Life.
13: Yeah, I want to uh, talk about a woman. <clears throat> um, she's an American. Her name is uh, Sarah Ashton Surio. She became uh, a spokesman for the Ukrainian military. And she used to be a man, has a wife and a, had a, had a wife and a, and a baby. And uh, she's been over in, Ukraine and has done a lot of work with their military, and uh, she's an LGBTQ activist and a man that's transgendered to a woman, and she's one of their major spokesmen for their military, and I think that's uh, pretty ridiculous for them to do that. But that doesn't surprise me because <clears throat> Mr. Zelensky was a uh, immoral idiot before he became their uh, prime minister or whatever you call him, you know, the head guy. And uh, so Russia uses that against um, Ukraine. They don't allow transgenderism in Russia. And so, and I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, sensible people in Ukraine that don't like um, Zelensky doing that. And so...
3: Well, they haven't mentioned it if there are
13: I mean, there's not people over there interviewing people to find out. I'm sure that there's a lot of people that don't like it. And so uh,
2: well, you, you, you do have to kind of say that there are more important things going on in Ukraine right now than that discussion, don't you?
13: Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's people dying all the time. That's more important. Yeah. But the thing is, this is a uh, a key to Mr. Zelensky showing the Biden people. He's with them and, uh, give us, give me money because I'm one of your kind of guys. That's, that's what I think it is. And because this person is a spokesman, uh, she doesn't speak Ukrainian, but she, uh, speaks English real well. She, she is, uh,
3: she is an expert at what she's doing though, you know, negotiations and and whatnot.
13: Yeah, I think so. She's, she's been over there, I think for a, a year or two. And, uh, Done all this kind of stuff, but uh, but that just shows the United States is uh, is being complicit with um, LGBTQ, and I, and we are totally.
3: Which, so, by the way, it's more than half the United States doesn't mind at all.
13: Yeah, probably don't. Half of us are wrong. Half of us listen to the devil. That's about what I say. Well,
3: you don't have to confess that to me. <laughs>
13: <laughs> no, nice. I'm confessing that to your audience. <laughs> Oh well.
2: They, you're confessing that you listen to the devil to our audience? That seems a little rash.
13: No, I I'm, I'm declaring that they're listening to the devil if they accept that LGBTQ is anything uh that amounts to anything it's against natural law, it's against God's law. You know
1: yeah.
13: homosexual people, trans people, they can't have babies. And uh,
3: Well, some people the, have the family,
13: too many. Too many babies?
3: Yeah, I mean, if you have like say fourteen or something like that, it's only natural that there will be some people that don't get to have any.
13: Yeah, well, how'd you guess that uh, I had fourteen living children? I have fifteen total.
3: Uh, I've I've known that for at least twenty years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, 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 well, you haven't
2: you haven't really kept it a secret. This isn't your first call. <laughs> you know, you know that, right? No. Okay thank you for the call pro-life as usual
13: all right god bless you guys We'll yeah. see you. god bless you too
2: kby news time nine fifteen. it is open phones friday 208 236 i didn't even
13: think people
3: heard me
2: 37 30, 100 pound 670 on your verizon wireless when we come back um in talking about trump and we talked about polling that is is has coming out um yesterday saying that you know he still has a wide amount of support, even more support from Republicans now, even after this fourth indictment. Um, He is still 40 points ahead of his second closest person running behind him for the GOP primary. Um, I've got a couple, not that he would take any advice, but if I I could sit down with Trump and he would allow me to give him advice, I want to see what you think uh, about these two pieces of advice that I would give him and, and how it would affect the election. Um, when we come back, I'm going to give it to you. It is open phones Friday. We'll take your phone calls and your emails if you want to call in right now. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless.
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back up, Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Maybe I'm just not explaining it well enough.
2: Ralph writes in, Mike, under RICO, anything that aids in the furtherance of a crime can be used against Trump. That's why the tweets can be used, but it can't be explained to you because you don't understand. <sighs> Once again, it's not that I don't understand that the tweets are, tweets are being used in, under the RICO at, to show furtherance of a crime. You're missing the point. Like I said, I, I can explain it to you. I can't help you understand. My point is I get what they're using the tweets for. How does telling somebody to not watch TV or telling somebody to watch TV show that you are furthering a criminal enterprise under the RICO statutes? A tweet is simple and by the way that tweet is one of the specific tweets used in the indictment as one of the charges. Yeah. It's one of the 12, there, there were 12. charges of the what 61 different charges 161 i don't know um but it that's one of the tweets and that's one that people i mean it's one of the least innocuous that's that's what is not is beyond my understanding i get why they're trying to do it they're trying to throw everything they can to show that they think that trump and the other 18 people were in a conspiracy to overthrow the election i get i get that part telling somebody to watch TV for themselves and C for themselves, I don't understand how that furthers a conspiracy to overthrow the government. That's the part that I I don't don't get.
3: Like I said, there are a couple of them that are kind of borderline, and that's definitely one of them. Uh, Pro Nunya Business says, (laughs) uh, I think it would be awesome if Putin lost negotiation talks to a transgender person. What a better way for democracy to prove its superiority with that scenario. Uh, Mr. Pro-Life sounds in line to Putin's agenda. He should consider a Russian residency. He'd fit right in in Putin's totalitarianism.
2: There there, there are differences. mm -hmm. Hey, there's bad on both these sides, and I get it, because we know how corrupt the Ukrainian government was, And, and even the United States knew that the government was corrupt before the war started. So people are going, why are we supporting a government that we were so against before russia attacked and now we're supporting them by sending them money and and weapons and help it's because russia's worse (laughs) if you're gonna pick if you're gonna pick two evils don't you want to pick the 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 lesser of the two evils
3: so not all sin is equal is Uh, that what you're yeah okay
2: that that's and i totally get it people are confused it's like wait we knew the ukrainian government is and was corrupt, why are we supporting them in this fight against Russia? Because we don't want Russia to keep expanding across Europe, because this could be just their first stop.
3: Jan in Boise uh, wrote, is taking president confidential documents, uh, speaking to Georgia for enough votes to win Georgia? Why did he not tell his followers to stand down in January? Why did he not call out the fake electoral college delegates? That's just what we know for sure. Trump or someone else a danger to our republic
2: told you we were going to break i was going to give two pieces of advice to trump uh now i'm never going to get to give him his advice i just want to see what you think about um these two two particular pieces uh of advice number one the first thing i i I would say that if trump would do this and the whole goal of the republican party the whole goal the gop the rnc is to make sure we don't have four more years of of biden in the white house that's their goal, and that's part of the reason why they want everybody to take the pledge to be a part of the debates next week, and yeah. Trump has not signed that pledge well, and that that's, and that's, whoever
3: wins— That's actually fairly standard. You, you, yeah. want, you want the people to say, hey, listen, I'm going to try for the nomination, but if I don't get it, I will still support our party, as opposed to creating a third party or telling people, you know, I'm, I'm a no-show on this one, I'm going to yeah. go for the other
2: side, or something like that. Uh, My first advice would be, and there's no way that this is going to happen, but I think if he did this, the Republicans would easily win the election. And that is to drop out of the race, say, hey, look, I realize I'm innocent. I'm still maintaining my innocence. I am not guilty of any of the charges, but I realize how much time, effort and money it's going to take. Over the next two, three, four years to fight this thing, so I'm going to give most of my time, money, and in, in, in doing that,
3: would he then wholeheartedly endorse somebody else?
2: And then that's the other part of my advice: would be pick somebody who doesn't have the same personality as you. Not that's not Ron DeSantis. Pick somebody who is more moderate, say uh, Tim Scott, Vivek Swami, I don't care who. Um, pick somebody else. Full your throw your full support and help them campaign, and tell your supporters, that you want them to vote for them. I,
3: I do think you got the first part of that right when you said this isn't going to happen.
2: Yeah, it, it's not. But I think that he could almost assuredly assure a Republican victory in 2024 if he would do that. Um, and part of that goes into my second piece of advice. My second piece of advice would be he's not going to drop out of the race. Stop running against Republicans. You have a 40-point lead. The, the only way you're going to lose a 40-point lead in the next seven months is if you actually do commit murder or attempt committed murder and are caught red-handed or you get charged with pedophilia. No, that, that, that would I'm, cause you to lose your 40-point lead. I'm inclined
3: to not tell someone who has a 40-point lead to stop anything they're currently doing. No, Because but listen, apparently listen, whatever they're currently doing is working.
2: But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that they beat every other Republican in the upcoming Republican primary by 40 points or by two points. It doesn't
3: matter. You then still have to beat them. You still the, have, have to beat Democrats. Biden. Okay.
2: So, my advice would be quit running against the Republicans. You can pivot back. If, if somebody starts to do massive gains on you, say Vivek Ramswami, Vivek, Vivek Ramswami um, gains all of a sudden. 25 30 points on you and now he's within 50. You can pivot back and start running against your GOP opponents. Start campaigning against Biden. Start running for president and quit running for the right to be the GOP winner. Mm. You've you've already won and the, all you're doing is you're upsetting other Republicans because you're attacking Republicans who are in the race who support those guys.
3: Again, not arguments I think he's going to worry that much about.
2: No, but I'm saying he, he could have a much easier time and Republicans could have a much easier time of their number one goal of making sure Joe Biden is not the president starting in 2025 again.
3: Julian, a, a star, says, or maybe Ukraine has some information on the president that the president doesn't want made public, as in blackmail.
2: Throw him in jail, both of them.
3: I, I, I get the feeling he'd be uh, anti-Putin invading a country anyway.
2: 208-336-3700. Pound 6-7 on Verizon Wireless. Need to take a break. Your thoughts. Open phones. Fridays continue. Talk about anything you want to talk about. If you're on the line right now, I promise we'll get to you. We do have a couple more lines open if you want to get through right now. Once again, 208-336-3700.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our news talk. KDOI.
2: 934 208 336 3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, it is open phones Friday where it is all about you. Now it's about you every day of the week, but uh, during the rest of the week, we usually uh, pretty much stick to the subject when it comes to phone calls and emails. But Friday, if you want to go off subject and you've just been waiting and waiting to talk about something else, um, you can feel free to do that. All you have to do is give us a call or email us if you want. You can email chris at kby.com or mike at kby.com. You can also uh, text us, same as our main number. Um <laughs> Is this your Christian name, Ass in Nampa, listening on 93.1? That's, uh,
14: that's the one you gave me, so I'm just sticking to it.
2: I think I gave you the name Dumbass, not just Ass. Oh, for the, well, I, last name. Okay, got it.
14: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to comment on the, oh, if you want to go into how I got the name, that's okay, too. But um, the the comment you made about what our goals are as far as Republicans slash Trump supporters, and you, know, I, I, you have to define it a little bit narrower than that sometimes, is not to get Joe Biden out of office. He's going to do that on his own.
2: Well, no, not the, specifically Joe Biden, but the, the democrat yeah. Yeah. The, the the whole goal of the republican the uh, the rnc is to make sure that it's a republican that gets elected in 2024 and not a democrat
14: no that's not the goal
2: that, that's funny because i i read from the the uh
14: well the goal is the goal is that no other communist party of any type is going to dictate to us who is going to be on the ticket if we want Donald Trump on the ticket, that we should not be forced into uh, conceding, okay, that's not the best, okay, whatever, whatever. They're picking, the, they're picking the battleground for themselves instead of us as Trump supporters and or uh, GOP party members picking our own battlegrounds, our own captains, our own generals. And I still think if, if we want this country straightened out in four years uh, – Donald Trump is probably the most effective at doing that. Now, and, and to tell you the truth, I like uh Vivek Mama Jamma guy much better than uh Donald Trump. But that doesn't that's not the case. I I much I much rather have uh uh MacArthur as a general, but we needed General Patton to kick the crap out of the Germans. That's what we're that's what we're talking about here. We, no, we I a, I, a man that I totally see your point.
2: I totally see your point and there are a lot of people that believe that. But here here's the thing, if that person and, and say say everything I'm I'm going to let everything you just said say it's true, all right? For argument's sake, everything you say is true and that Trump's the only person um I, I give you all that. If Trump is physically and mathematically statistically unable to be elected because he can never get enough support because it's not republicans or democrats who decide who's going to be president it's independents. so if mathematically that person that you think is the person that is going to get you through the next four years better than anybody else mathematically can't be elected then what do you do
14: then nobody can be elected
2: well that's not true we're still going to have a president no we're still going to have a president in 2024
14: It'll be a banana republic, but yes, we will have a a a president.
2: It's not going to be a banana republic. It's going to be a no. It's going to be a democratic banana republic.
14: False false charges against your political opponent is a banana republic uh, uh, talking points. That's that's all this is. And all you got to do is do the Michael Flynn thing and beat him out of money until he drops off the, off the map. And then you put in there whomever you, you, that's, you know puts money in your pocket, i.e. The Joe Biden's Ukraine and China. That's, and we don't want our country run that way. And we have to have somebody that sees it clearly that way. And, and Donald Trump is that one man. Well, he did, say, though,
3: he did say, though, that once he's in office again, he will do the same thing to all of his opponents.
14: Do the same thing all his opponents are doing? He's yeah. going to take money from China? Uh,
3: he's no. He's going to go uh, shake
14: down Ukraine? No, he's, it, no, Donald he's, Trump is going to go shake down Ukraine.
3: No, that's that's not what I said. He said he's going to do the same thing to uh, them as far as indictments and stuff like that that they're doing to him.
14: And but Okay, sure, but they have actual crimes. Shaking down Ukraine for money and shaking down China for money is, in fact, a crime.
2: Yeah, if, there, if there's proof there.
14: Oh, it's proof. So now it's all based on what we can prove in court and not what the actual <laughs> facts are it, it 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 always has been but
2: i don't know how much you like. listen to this show um but i um, one of the things that i say over and over and over again it's not what you know it's not what you think you know and it's it's not even what it's a fact or not it's what you can prove in court you still have to prove it in court and that's the way our court system has been run since the beginning of the uh since the beginning of the of the country. So it, it doesn't matter what you think yeah, is true or what stammering. you're hoping it is true. You have to be able to prove it in court whether it's against a democrat whether it's against a republican and that quite frankly is why a lot of people don't think that these particular cases against Trump might not go anywhere because they have to prove what they're saying and accusing them of in court and we still haven't seen that happen yet. Now, they may be able to, they may not, but they have to prove it in a court of law unless, of course, they uh, sign a plea agreement that blows up because the judge goes, wait a minute here, this is not fair.
3: All right. Bruce says, Chris, I hope you would remind folks this morning about our fundraiser on September 2nd from 5 to 9 p.m., the fact that they can get raffle tickets at Alpha Omega Gun Store on Garrity in Nampa, and that they can check out the details of all this at lomanfire.org. It's, uh, as as he said, it's uh, to benefit the Loman Volunteer Fire District.
2: Mm-hmm. He calls and reminds us that uh, every year. Mm-hmm. And it's a great cause, and they raise a lot of money for that.
3: Cause they like to put out fires.
2: Tom from Emmett, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Hey, uh, yesterday
7: we were. Speculating about whether or not he'd testify. You can hear me, can't you? Yeah? yeah. Okay. Anyway, we were speculating about whether or not he'd have his report filed. Hey, that went along with his health care plan. He put out the idea he's going to have this exonerating report. We're never going to see it. But he's planted the seed in, in the people that want an excuse to vote for him that he that he does have this report that's going to exonerate him. It was just like his health care plan. I joked a couple of years ago that I was waiting for his wonderful health care plan because I'd like to get in on that. But uh it's just noise. Anyway, yesterday you guys are talking about you weren't disputing the fact that 90% of what comes out of his face is a lie, but it's his freedom of speech. I remember a former president, Bill Clinton, who disputed whether or not uh, fooling around in the office was a sexual relationship or not, and that was a lie. In, 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 you know what I mean, but it was not intercourse, so he was basically, anyway, you guys said lying was the worst thing a president could do. Now all of a sudden, the guy has freedom of speech. He can go on for years, years saying that he's got proof, never showing a lick of it, but he's got enough people believing it. That you have a not a majority, but a large number of people in this country that have absolutely no faith in a democracy. And the more he talks this crap, and the more you guys say it's freedom of speech, the more you're supporting this whole idea that uh, this this country's in a basket case right now.
2: Yes, I totally agree. We should not have freedom of speech in this country. You're a hundred percent right, Tom. Hashtag sarcasm. Uh, huge difference with Bill Clinton. When, Bill Clinton uh, lied under oath did, did you say to that, Congress. Did you say that lying is the worst thing a president no. can do? No, um, he's making that up. Or maybe somebody else told him that and he tried to say. I because, have a
3: better imagination than that. I can come up with a hundred things that are worse than lying <laughs> than that a <laughs> lying. president can do.
2: Here, here's another a lot thing. of them are
3: very unlikely for a president. Here,
2: here's one thing that I have said. Okay. There's, I don't think we have a president, I- I- in my lifetime at least, that has not lied at some point or another. I don't think okay. we've had a single president who has never lied at one point or another in their life. Well, I, they've
3: all been married, so I think you're right.
2: <laughs> if, the, whole, um, the whole thing about Clinton and, and Trump being different is Clinton lied in Cong, uh, in front of Congress. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why he got in trouble and then changed the narrative to, well, it depends on what your definition of sex is.
3: It was is.
2: What is, is. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, uh, tell them, thanks. it's 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 like b except it's going on right now
2: thanks tom for the
3: laugh uh david says if trump drops out and tells republicans to support another republican candidate wouldn't he be on trial for that that's what is happening now now uh he again, isn't just telling people who to vote for uh, i mean that that's not what he's in trouble for it's for Uh, Apparently, it's for trying to reverse the uh, the uh, election, Uh, but it's not just for telling people who to vote for. That's that's a little bit different. 208-336-3700.
2: 208 336 3700 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Gotta take a break. Open phones Friday. Continue. Uh, you got a couple lines open right now if you want to get through. Final chance to do that final segment on the way next here on News Talk KBOI.
0: Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back
1: to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 949 208 336 3700 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on news.kvoi.
15: Good morning, guys. This topic is going to get old for the next 15 months, but it'll take a while for it to get old for me. Trump is, a to me, almost a national treasure in a lot of ways, the way he handled the economy for us and helped us through a rough patch. And to see him get treated the way he's being treated, like he's some kind of foreign object or something, and to be thrown away by the Democrats in particular, to me, is a travesty. I've never seen anybody get treated this way, especially somebody that's running for office. Um, I'm not saying he's not without his fault. Definitely not. Um, I like the idea maybe of, of Vivek Ramaswamy as a vice president to Trump, because Ramaswamy's only 37 years old. So he could learn a lot from Trump, and I think they could—the two of them together—could clean up the swamp once and for all. And that's really what we need if we want to avoid becoming a Marxist-Leninist country, because that's where they're heading. That's exactly where they're taking us down that rosy path. Thank I you. I don't agree with it on it. Thank you.
2: Thank you for the call, Paul. And by the way, if you think this is only going to be going on for the next 13 months, you're mistaken. <laughs> Yeah, so this is is going to be going on for years.
3: Lauren writes in and says, Getting more chuckles this morning than on your National Joke Day show. There's no way Trump or his supporters are going to support other Republican candidates, let alone one with the last name Ramaswamy. A, they can't pronounce it, let alone spell it. Uh, Two, they freaked it with the last name Obama. Can you imagine the xenophobia with uh, Ramaswamy? And three, the man is obviously brown and highly educated. The conspiracy theories would run wild. So that, you, that, is, that, is, that is one thing that happens. If somebody's running for office and they're white, uh, You know, they they give their their resume and people go, okay, you were educated at whatever school. If they're not white, people say, well, how did you get into that school? That would be kind of a pain to have to deal with.
2: Right? I, I use Vivic. By the way, as just an example, Tim Scott would be uh, another one. I said a moderate, more moderate candidate. Mm -hmm. And, And do you really believe that Trump supporters who believe everything Trump says if trump told them to support this is my my pick for the next president of the united states and i want you as my supporter i'm not running for president anymore i want you as my trump supporters to vote for this person do you really think that they're going to ignore trump and say nah i've listened well, to everything I mean, else you said but this time i'm not going to listen to you
3: i mean do you do you think he has a jim jones quality about him or no matter what they he asks them to do they'll do it for some yeah don't you mm. I don't know. I, I like to think not. You know that that they would that there's a limit. You know, like with with the people's temple people, there was no limit. Okay, uh, I'm in trouble, well, so I mean, we all have to kill ourselves. All right, then
2: there is there there is because not all of them drank the Kool Aid, right? Some of them said, "Wait a minute, this oh, seems stupid."
3: The ones that ran for the woods were shot by the ones who were about to drink the Kool Aid,
2: right? But there's that means they still didn't listen to him. They're going. They made the choice of this is stupid to drink the Kool Aid. I'm out of here even though they didn't make it out of here.
3: And to to that guy that owns stock in Kool-Aid, yes, I know it was Flavor-Aid. I'm sorry. Sorry,
2: Flavor-Aid. Sorry.
3: Uh, Denny in Napa says, a couple of weeks ago, used guys mentioned that after Rick left, there was a guy waiting in the wings to take over the lone lefty spot on the morning show. I've been breathlessly waiting to hear the good-natured hazing that will take place regards to Rick. Uh, I don't remember saying that. Maybe Rick said it. Maybe Rick. That was me. I I don't think... You haven't noticed that was me. Oh, you're the new uh lef- I'm the new lefty, lefty on the show. Yeah. I'm right-handed. So, it can't be me.
2: Yeah, I don't remember that ever being said anytime I was here, so Let's blame it on Nate. Nate Showman said it.
3: I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh, Robin says, uh, "Hi, Mike and Chris. I love that we live in a country that pro-life can call in and talk about his views politically and socially without fear of reprisal from a tyrannical government for now at least." as well as people who wish bad things on those who don't conform to their way of thinking, have a right to voice their views. What a happy place. Happy Friday. That's Robin. Thanks, Robin.
2: Ernest writes in, Mike, at KBY.com. The accident problem that you read from an uh, earlier email this morning is because far more people live here. No road improvements. The roads are horrible. They're not wide enough to accommodate all the new subdivisions, and people just aren't paying attention. Instead of building more subdivisions, they need to work on the road so they can accommodate all the new influx of traffic. I would say you need to do both, because what's the biggest problem we have with uh, housing here? Unaffordable housing. And the way to make that go up, stop building houses. And people. you don't want people living on the roads, So there's got to be a way that you can do both at the same time.
3: So the way to get the prices to come down is make the market tighter.
2: Yeah, that's what he's saying. (laughs) Stop building houses, and Hmm. the market. No, that's not. That's our problem right now. That's the problem we're having right now, is that people are not selling and they're not building houses fast enough. So the market is tight. Inventory gets smaller. Prices go up. Supply and demand. That's about all the time we have for uh, today. Stock market has made a uh, big turnaround. We're 45 points in the green, but don't worry. There's still lots of hours to get back in the red. We're going to take a, a break. Yeah, if
3: you're you know, <laughs> one of the big short guys.
2: Upcoming weekend. We're going to talk football beginning Monday. Bronco Monday is back. We'll start talking about the Boise State Broncos. Monday morning, Bob Beeler will be with us. Have yourself a great weekend.